From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Dang. Fire in a hole. Dang, man. Flick ain't playing. You got to turn your mic up, man. That's your first day on the job. What it the might as well be. I am running on little sleep. Long. It's been a long couple weeks. Oh, yeah. We heard you were on vacation out running around in the woods. Oh, yeah. If you call vacation work. Sure. When you're out on bivouac and you get to go wipe your butt with oak leaves and things no. like that and dig a hole and bury yourself and... I wasn't that, that deep. I wasn't that deep in the woods. That's huh. not. That's not that weekend. That's uh, a couple weeks from now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So what? This was just us uh, sitting around the auditorium eating donuts and coffee, going, "Yeah, well, I'd have kicked his butt if he got him again. It'd be jabber No, it was even cooler than that. I was flying little airplanes. It was drone flying. Oh really? Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It was awesome. You get we have a it's a surveillance drone. It's called the Raven. It's, mm-hmm counter surveillance stuff like that and it's you have to have a whole class you go learn to fly things like that is awesome so that army navy air national force guard. marines well the the army it's truly the army, army? Yeah. but uh it's, i'm actually in the national guard so so where do you get to go uh camp out do you go down there on the old uh one down there on 40 uh, 34th street is that the one no i i'm my unit's actually in ocala i'm up there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i say the same thing slot and drive up there to be sitting around doing nothing well actually we don't even get to sit in ocala because uh i'm a howitzer section chief so i'm firing the cannons and stuff and we can't fire cannons in anywhere but blanding in the state of florida i think that's so funny because they say howitzer section chief and basically what you are is a guy that stands at the end of the line and goes hey shoot that thing <laughs> i mean shoot yeah it. really I mean, yeah, no, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got the guys on the end are going, huh? Artillery guys, you don't get it? Huh? Hand signals. What? Ah, ah. Well, uh, Slick, if you don't know, is our uh, replacement producer now. He's here in the studio with us. Schreiner is hunkered down as well. Uh, watch him cross his back, make sure everything's all good. So if you would uh, like to call him and uh, welcome him to the show, that's all well and good. We haven't heard anything from Diego yet. I don't know if he already got through down the Air Force or not, so. <laughs> we did get his, uh, he, we got his, what was it, his, the, oh, man, we, oh, man. The forms for security. There clearance. you go. Oh, yeah, those are fun. Yeah, the little yeah. military Scantron form that I accidentally crumpled up. Oh, dude, no. I'm, I'm ironing it out. I'm, like, running it on the edge of the cap table trying to get it <laughs> oh, straight Lord. again. Yeah, they won't see those wrinkles in the uh, photocopy at all. They'll no. be like, uh, no, this is fine. Listen, it's not even my name spelled correctly, so what are they going to do? Oh, yeah, well, whatever. So it's all good, but, uh, yeah. So you want to get you go by... Slick, is that yeah, left I'm, over from uh, what promotions uh, days or something? No, like? actually, from my days at the Bubba the Love Sponge show. Oh, Bubba, back in the day. Yeah, uh, I'm not like one of the OG Bubba guys. I was 2000, circa 2012, so right. I was right there when the uh, when we dropped from the bone. Like that was the year I started, mm-hmm. and I've been there. I was there for about like seven years, 2012, 17, five years. And then I came over here a couple of years later. I was working a salvage crew for a couple of years while I was in college. Yeah, just fun stuff. Good for you, man. There you go. Do you know what happened to Flash or what? I do. I'm just asking. No, no, I don't. should do this off the air. <laughs> Why do you do that every time? I, just, you know, I, I always liked him. You know, it was back in the day, back when we were at the Clear Channel uh, building. And, and uh, you know, he was always a good guy to me. 
Uh, so, you know, <laughs> things went south and, you know, it just got weird. That, so. that tends to follow that so, whole show. I mean, yeah, it just. Flick's been here five minutes and you've already put him in an awkward position. Great. Well, you know. Just got Welcome more. to the Big and Wild Outdoors. That's kind of like basic training, trial by fire. <laughs> Climb up that, get off of my head to go. You know, that kind of thing. Well, Slick is in and, of course, Jonathan's here and Bill George is not here today because we made him stay at home. Because he's been working really too hard at work and not putting enough effort and time into uh, the the hunting property. And so uh, we reprimanded him this week and said, don't come back until you mow at least uh, 15 lanes, get a couple of shooting things done, and uh, get a couple food plots fixed up. That's your, that's your punishment for, for being out gator hunting every night. Yeah. So uh, he's out uh, messing around today and uh, taking a little time off for himself, which is all good because <clears throat> the man... You know how he is. You listen to the show. Turkey season, he's like a buck in rut. He's just running around crazy, doing stuff, gone all the time, chasing everything, sleeping very little, eating even less, loses about 20 pounds, <clears throat> then gains it all back just in time to lose it all at gator season because not only does he work all day, then he goes out and plays all night. Plays around all night trying to kill giant lizards. Which, yes. by the way, I will have to say. This year, uh, Gunner uh, Gator Hunters Network on Facebook. I don't know where you guys are finding these things, but this year seems to be the year of monsters. Seriously, I don't know if you got more experienced uh, people. You think that might be it that you have more experienced people uh, going? Out? I don't know if it's so much that, or if it's just the fact of the pressure. I mean, I think the. The way that the things went last year with obviously everything being locked down and all that. Right. That the deer and the hogs and all that really, you know, turkey, stuff like that really got hammered on. I mean, the alligator season last year, I didn't see as much of the big ones getting hammered. No, if you saw an 11, 11 and a half, I mean, that one that Bill got last year that was just shy of 13 or 13 one or whatever, that was a huge alligator. Yeah. One of the biggest ones of the season. Yeah, well, but I mean, you're talking about with him and Grizzaffi and all them, you know, they've already got their markers, per se, that they know where they're at and the one will be gators that they go after. But a lot of people, like you said, you didn't see the first-timers and stuff like that killing the really big alligators. And I just really think that the bigger alligators, it kind of was a, a year off for them, and they got a little uh, lax <laughs> maybe in really? their, uh, you know, Give them an extra year to grow another uh, four inches or something? Well, but I'm just saying they just kind of got the, uh, oh, okay, well, I guess we're safe now. So, no, we ain't got nothing to worry about. I don't know. I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the amount of rain that we have um, pre the the spill, pre-spill. And with the amount of rain that was moving a lot of gators around where they were looking at new territories and you got big Johnny come moving into your pond, you know, Used to be Big Johnny is now moved on to somewhere else and yeah. flipped and flopped around and got to some other pond where, I mean, a lot of fishermen that I talk to every day are like, man, I see gators and I ain't never seen this many gators in this mm-hmm. area. And there's a big old boy that keeps hanging out on this east end, man. I think I'm going to try to get my brother-in-law to kill it and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's they seem to have moved a lot more because of the heavier rains that we got earlier well like you said the amount of water on the ground tell me a ditch i mean there's as the old saying usually goes there's places that 
you hadn't seen wet in 10 years that are four or five foot underwater. I mean. I'm still waiting on uh, Lake McGrory to open up. We'll see if that ever I know Bill George is really trying to get that thing open up because Lord there are, there are some dinosaurs in there. Oh yeah, I mean some big nasty, yeah, big nasty dinosaurs that are going in and out of that place. And like anything else, it's going to take one of those, uh, you know, fluffy on a chain type situations where somebody's going to get the opportunity to come out and get them, because otherwise they're just, you know, it's people throwing bread at them and. Feeding the ducks, and then you know the gator comes swimming up because of the commotion, and then they decide and then the to feed the gator eats duck. a duck sandwich. Mm. Yeah, maybe, or they just start feeding the duck. I mean, the the gator. You know, the gator said, "Oh, look, there's old Big Fred. Let's go down and feed Big Fred and the duckies. Come on!" Until uh, you know, Fluffy on a chain gets yanked off of some little old lady's arm, and then it's a totally different situation. Yeah, which uh, <clears throat> happened again this past week. If you didn't know that, did you read that story where the young lady? was walking around the edge of the pond and decided to uh, just go stroll around out there. And then uh, Mr. Alligator decided, uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and take that bad boy with me. you got to be kidding me. No, and a little lady beat the other one. A neighbor heard her screaming and yelling and had a hold of her leg. And uh, she came out there with a shovel and gave him the old uh, Elkabong a couple of times. And he let go and pulled her uh, out of the water, saved her. So at least that was a good Well, good on her. That was a good thing. Yeah, good honor. Well, well speaking of alligators, uh, maybe in the 9 o'clock hour, Captain Duval is going to be giving us a call in to give us a little report on how things are going there in uh, south, 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 south Louisiana and uh, see Did how he's doing. you hear from everybody? Yeah, my cousin Chantel and Homa, she's fine. Uh, they had some water, not not much else. Uh, they had some wind, broke a couple limbs on some trees in the back. Uh, Captain Duval, his house, he lost some fencing and stuff. Uh uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Teddy up in uh, Shreveport, Mansfield area. We didn't get a drop of rain. Didn't even say it. Just moved the trees around a little bit, and that's about it. So everybody made it so far. Slidell got hit pretty bad. All my cousins and Picky and everywhere else like that, they were all pretty good. And uh, Aunt Janie in Pensacola was just, you know, it was all good. Yeah. It was old hat for them. So, yeah. So I just wanted to give him a call and see how things are going, how the water's looking, and how everything else is going there. Because uh, a lot of people around there uh, in his parish didn't do so good. Yeah. A lot of the uh, outskirt islands, he's on one of them, but some other ones. It's so weird how that works. You know, we've seen hurricanes where, you know, there's like five houses in a row that are just completely destroyed. Then the fifth one or sixth one is like, oh, I lost some tile on the roof. And then, you know, it skips one or two. And then, ah, devastation behind that. Yep. Oh, you lived it firsthand up there in... Uh, for Michael, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll we're still, it's, and I had a guy this week. We were talking about that, and that's what I told him. That storm, Ida, was the first storm that got me excited because when I heard it was in the Gulf of Mexico, and they were talking cat. I mean, I don't. We were joking about this the other day. I don't even when you Grace and all that. I don't even get it if they don't even say it's a Category Three. I don't even get like hepped up about it well anymore. it was a three and then it was gonna jump to a four and it was gonna hit landfall as a four but yeah. the thing about the one thing about this storm that it did kind of similar to what michael did is when it hit it ground into the state as i like to say in other words it hit dry land it didn't just keep right on moving it just like it slowed down and just 
ground across the top of Louisiana and everything else, and then it finally took off, which is kind of like what happened with Michael. When Michael hit up there, that was one of the main things. I mean, it hit as a Category 5, but it wasn't moving fast. It wasn't just hit and shoot on up the state, shoot on out and go up to Georgia and Alabama and all that. So you're saying that Michael feconned you. Oh, yeah, majorly. <laughs> feconned you, man. Majorly. Speaking of that, have you have you been planting any kind of trees at all? Any kind of varieties? Yeah, anything? we're actually uh, to replace all the uh, broken ones that you have. Ah, uh, well, that's actually a funny thing. You're saying that with Bill being out this week, I'll probably be out next week because I'm meeting up with our forester, and we are well. Basically, we've sprayed now to kill some. Uh, some of the hardwoods to make it a little bit better, and we should be putting pine trees in the ground, hopefully. In pine the next... trees? I'm talking persimmons. I'm talking plum trees. Oh, we're I'm planting talking... those, too. That's, that's what I'm talking but those about. Are going in the, but those are going into the food plots because now when we plant the pine trees, the pine trees are getting strategically planted to mm. where the food plots will be integrated into the uh, landscape. So, right. you know, right? we don't have to do I never think of pine trees <clears throat> as landscaping. I well, think about, well, when the pine trees are planted, obviously we're going to plant the pine trees to harvest later on down the road. But uh, as the pine trees are planted, they are laid out to where there's a little half-acre food plot here, you know, a nice little one-acre food plot over here. Um, there's going to be a strip section over here, you know. So so now I'm going to put on my little conservation hat here, you know, so like I'm thinking. Why would you plant trees that you're going to be, like, cutting down, bro? Why don't you plant some trees that would be, like, a food forest where, like, you know, people could come the, in. Yeah. People could come in and, like, pick their own fruit and crap, man. Oh, we might Why be doing do some that? of that, too. Why wouldn't you do that, bro? But the deer but the deer are going to be the ones that get to pick a, pick their own fruit and stuff. The I'm deer not talking about people. Uh, yeah, you put one of them big old signs that they got up there for, like, hot no. boiled peanuts when you're going down 100 miles an yeah, hour across exactly. I-10. It's like... Fresh, pick your own fruit this yeah. way. Yeah. I've already been that route in my life with my family. So. I, I don't get the appeal of that. Come on. I've already done you picks too many times. I, look, you I wouldn't, you wouldn't think that would be inviting if you go through a big giant gate, and as soon as you go through the gate, you hear speakers going, No. <laughs> you wouldn't think that would be cool? No. Kids, this is going to be a great adventure for us all. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't think Lock that? your doors. Yeah. <laughs> Get Daddy's pistol. It's under the seat. Don't right make down. any eye contact. Just keep your back. head down. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because my other brother out in Texas, he's a huge uh, food forest guy, and he doesn't really talk like the way I was doing it. But you know, he's that he's an Austinite kind of person, so he's starting to get that little kind of you know. He's a commie. It's okay. I get yeah, it. No, he's a he's an ex Navy vet who uh, has always been a survival kid. Right. So. Um, you know, went out, built his own log cabin and crap, you know, out in the woods and uh, one of those things. And Now he's just showing off. <clears throat> now he's got some hot chick out there living with him out at the uh, ranch, and they're doing this big food foresty thing. And it's really catching on to the point to where that's like the big hip thing to do now. And I actually met a guy uh, last week who'd moved here uh, from Texas to start uh, a food forest type thing uh looking at a property around uh winter garden yeah winter garden yeah winter garden and uh was looking to start doing it there and i said yeah food forcing we call it farming 
Yeah, well, it I is. Say, that's that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> it is it is farming, but it's <clears throat> but there's a lot more trees involved. They're, they're doing the well. And they're doing the that might be a grove. Yeah. Oh, it depends. If you're in California, they will beat your ass if you call it a grove. Out there, it's an orchard. Yeah, okay? it's an orange grove. No, yeah. it's an almond orchard, bro. Yo, yeah, because I was Look, like, I, man, I, these groves are awesome. They're like, uh, it's not a grove; it's an orchard. I went to college uh, once too, and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I fell in a celery slick. field once. I know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to farming. But, yeah, that seems to be the big thing. And uh, I know that even Jay Everett, you know, our buddy Jay Everett, that's what he did when he got his big piece of property up in Georgia. He planted fruit trees. He planted apples and plums oh, yeah. and all that stuff out there, not just for deer, but so that there'd be sustainability, you know, in the lean time. Oh, I'm not saying we won't enjoy it, but I'm just saying my goal is for more of a wildlife conservation side of it versus a you know somebody wants to stop and grab a bucket of apples that kind of deal the only two trees i want in my yard are bacon and copenhagen all right we're gonna take a break it is the big and wild outdoors brian our good friends over at brandon ford got a great deal going on this weekend labor day sale going on go see him today You can turn it up louder now if you want to. We're not scared. Trainer blew us out last weekend. You can't play Van Halen for 10 seconds and just think it's going to go and all that stuff. I mean, Eddie's dead, man. There's <laughs> a little honor. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring guns out the swindle. Slick! And Trainer also in the studio hanging out with us this morning. Bill George is out playing, doing his thing, having a good old weekend. Of course, it's Memorial Weekend, so a lot of people are heading out. A lot of other people are going to be out playing. A lot of people heading out, doing things, getting things done. Some people doing uh, constructive things. Some people doing foolish things. And we'll we'll give our big and wild disclaimer. If you're enjoying adult beverages, please do not operate heavy machinery or boats or cars or anything else that could hurt people. Well, it is a free Saturday for saltwater fishing. You know, uh, the governor threw that in there, so it's a, a license-free day if you'd like to go out and do that. A free and, Saturday. And Depending have a, on where you're at, you can catch it and throw it right back. Sure, and have a good time. But on the other side of it, as Jonathan pointed out quite swiftly, the FWC did put out an announcement this week saying that uh, they're going to be really looking this weekend for uh, impaired boaters, as they like to call it. So any uh, libations, any... Uh, Smokable or edibles or anything else like that will uh, get you a nice ticket or maybe. And yes, you can get popped for smoking. As long as you. Okay, here's the official rules. Slick, just so you know this, write this down. If you are not a captain on a boat and you are riding, let's say I'm out with Jonathan for the day and I do have a medical marijuana card. I am allowed to medicate, as they like to say, medicate, but Jonathan is not allowed <clears throat> to medicate. So I can be as medicated as I want to be, 
whereas the person in charge of the boat, the operator in charge, cannot be. And let's not also... So now let me be that guy in layman's terms to tell you, don't be the jackass that has the card and blows the smoke in the face of the captain and then wonders why the, you know... That's only because you're you. You could have been somebody else that goes, I don't mind if you blow that smoke in my face. You know what I mean? Uh, no. I'm just saying. No. But the one that gets me is after conferring with the uh, the uh, FWC officers and um, a couple of sea schools, I did find it very interesting that as long as you're in state waters and you have your medical marijuana card and you decide to medicate, you're perfectly legal. But as soon as you go into federal waters, which, oh, yeah. is, which is now operated by the Say hello United to my friend, the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard, which is a federal agency, which marijuana is still illegal on the federal level. Let's say you're out there fishing, you know, out just past the state darker, and you're catching some fish, and they roll up on you and say, hey, let's check for some life vests and things. And, oh, by the way, is this your bag? Yes, I need to look Why at it. Why is your boat smoking? Oh, who's is uh, this uh, you guys quarter ounce little, here? You, got, you, got hey, here, you guys uh, burn a little fuel there, or what's the deal? Why yeah. you got that white smoke coming off the boat? And then uh, the world changes. I thought the most interesting thing was is you fish at Wheaton Island. You decide to run over to go fish on the backside of McDill. Uh, you got to cross a channel that is patrolled and also uh, taken care of by the United States Coast Guard. So basically in a channel, they could get you as well. Or, or as we always like to say, when you hear the, uh, the wonderful, you know, how are you, how are you writing me a ticket, Mister FHP Officer? Uh, when I'm on a county road or whatever, uh, that's because I can do that on any road I want to, not just the interstate. Yeah, not just on water, buddy. It's uh, I'm a law enforcement. I mean, Greg used to always tell me, he'd, go, he'd look at his little thing and say, "See right here, law enforcement officer." Doesn't say fish guy. Doesn't say uh, going out and catching redfish or tunas. It's uh, law enforcement. But anyway, just be aware that they are going to be out this weekend, uh, all the way through probably mm, past Monday, I'm sure, into Monday evening, and uh, yeah, quite possibly even into Tuesday morning. So uh, just don't do it. We've we've said this before many many times on the show. Um, just don't be that guy, as Vince likes to say. I have an adjacent question. That's probably silly, but it's in my mind. You know yeah. how when they're out looking for, like, DUIs on the road, they call them wolf packs? Right. Yes. What do they call them on the water? Mm, mullet shark schools. packs. So that's what I was saying. Do we, do we get to make that up now and call them shark packs? Do we get to wait, establish wait, wait, wait. that? I don't Pods. Think, I don't think that sharks Pods. Pods. They're like orcas. So it would have to be a school, which really doesn't sound very no, tough. No, they're pods. They're like orcas. A pod? Yeah. pod doesn't sound any good either. Pod pack? Yeah, I don't like it. No, no, I, don't like, like, I don't like orca pack either. No. Uh, hey, orcas are the baddest uh, hunters in there. I know. They scare everybody. Ooh, Cuda patrol would be good. Really? Barracudas <laughs> travel in schools, big, massive schools. Yeah, I'll, I, yeah. I'm only thinking, I'm trying to think of something fierce that travels in packs in schools. So, I don't yeah. know. I still think shark pack sounds better, and you're going too far by saying that they don't shark actually pack. travel in packs. Well, they don't travel in packs for so. the most part. Well, hammerheads do. I was about to say. So, uh, don't you what, watch what, Shark Week? Hammer time! Yeah, every time they have those drones flying over Clearwater Beach with those huge packs of sharks sw- swimming around, black oblivious tips. people. Yeah, there you go. Those are yeah, but th- that's just mating dulio. They're just looking for chicks. They're not looking. Don't to... take my good name away from us. <laughs> 
Jon- a- Jonathan yeah. and I were clearly on the same page because we both immediately went shark pack. Shark Braden's pack. over there going, yeah, but sharks don't travel in packs. So we got to find something else. If you really want to think about vicious fish in the ocean that attack literally for no reason, that would be bluefish. Blue is a law enforcement cover, color, so uh, you could be like blue pack. Just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't. I like shark pack. All right. But I, I, don't like, I don't like pack, and I don't like school. Shark school, that sounds like something you throw your kids in to go. It's like, uh, hey, I moved up from seals to, to sharks. That's what they do, yeah. Yeah, so I can swim better now. <laughs> shark. Uh, oh, my Lord. Yeah, wolf pack. What this do you call it? This is great radio right shark now. <laughs> it's Shredder's fault. Told you. Shredder's fault. He always does that. It's a hit and run. I'm out. That was a Big old giant crescent wrench in here, and then like, uh, let's see if these gears can take it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, if anybody has any better suggestion than Shark Pack, then uh, yeah, give us a call. Uh, it would be awesome to hear your suggestion. 888 Now, wait a minute. Does it cover all law enforcement in general or strictly FWC? Isn't that the case with uh, Wolf Packs? It's not just FHP, is it? It's, it's various no, off, uh, officer communities. Oh, I, uh, I think Wolf Packs are strictly FHP. No, no, no. No, I've seen I've gotten uh, emails from uh, counties too. Mm-hmm. When we were uh me and my wife had our little uh 2-day getaway last weekend after I left here. Right. Uh we were over off of the island finding some of the places that maybe you suggested and they uh had a checkpoint set up coming back onto Treasure Island and it was St. Pete Police, FHP and You could outrun them. Um <laughs> I wasn't really planning on it. Yeah, Chargers, man, you got them beat. They were. Uh, I drove right by them and waved at them. They waved back at me and said, "Have a good evening." Really? You <laughs> gave them a five finger wave. So, good for like, you, buddy. How you doing? Keep you out of trouble. What are you looking at, Slick? You reading? You look awful intent over there. So nothing that I see says anything other than Highway Patrol. So it's all Highway Troopers. Like every article that's referenced only references. Except I used to, I was never Victory. on the highway. I was never on the highway patrol uh, email list. I was on for like Hillsborough County, and Hillsborough County would say because they'll, they'll they announce it. They actually put out oh, a yeah. press release and say we're doing Wolfpack this weekend. We'll be at this location, and yep. you know exactly where they are. Yeah, I think they were. Otherwise. I think they were just trying to steal the FHP's thunder because you know they got that rep, man. You know, I mean, no, nothing will slow down an entire uh, community of drivers on an interstate when you see one trooper two trooper three trooper four trooper and they all have a car pulled over and you're like crap i missed the guy that's like out with the gun where was he at there's another one somewhere they got them all over the place there's dead bodies everywhere treated like nascar get you a pace car let that guy go ahead ah, of you Oh yeah well i always do that if I got a good one, if I got an 85er, someone around there, and I and he blows past Keep me, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to get about 10 car lengths behind you. I'm going to ride, man. I'm going to let you get hit. My favorite is when you got uh, one trooper on the road and nobody wants to pass him, and he's intentionally going at or just below the speed limit and is backing everything up. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'll do it. I'll be that guy. Let me around, and I wave at him and go. The ones I'll go, that, I'll go I ain't afraid of the speed limit. I only, I'll freely admit that if that's a trooper – Yes, you don't want to. You don't want to test those waters. That is literally putting a bloody toe into a piranha pool. You don't want to do that, Sheriff. Eh, you know, well, uh, my it's friend, my little closer. Now, the ones that I really love are when the Yankees are here and they're driving, 
and there's some cop that's obviously just coming back from a court date or something from downtown. He's heading out I-4, and he's going back to Thanona Sassa or Plant City. He's a Plant City cop, and nobody knows that, and nobody will pass him. They'll all be like, oh, God, oh, God, that's a cop. Right. That's a cheaty cop. Oh, my God, he's going to throw us all in prison. I'm like, dude, he's Plant City. Shoo, 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 shoo. <laughs> People go hey, by like it, it's just like my friend god rest his soul that passed away that was fhp officer used to say to me if you're under if he goes five miles an hour over we don't even look at you he goes as long as you're driving like a sane person you're fine he goes the ones that we like like slick said that come through there going like they're in fast and the furious and think they're vin diesel you might have a problem i'm just saying break out the helicopter we got a surrender now slick, red shirt, ninety-eight-seven. The shark on the back of it. If you got to shoot at the tires, we're gonna take a break. It is a big wild outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Got some great deals going on. Labor Day weekend sale going on right now. Go see my boy Brooksy. He's waiting on you. Lizard fish, they got teeth. Oh my gosh. Dolphin, dolphin dilemmas. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, I was still thinking during the break. I'm still trying to think of something better than shark pack. Living rent free in your head. I got uh, you. Yeah, you got me already. Damn you, Santa. <laughs> I was trying to think of like. He ain't uh, wrong. <laughs> I was trying to think of. Uh, he ain't wrong, Jonathan. Something with big, nasty teeth, you know, like uh, lizard fish or. No, like or, yeah, like a the, Wahoo, Wahoo Squad. Oh, that would be pretty good. Are you kidding me right Shark now? Pack. I don't know. It can also sound very strange in uh, certain kinds. It could be a never mind. So uh, anyway, if you did not uh, know, this weekend is a free fishing Saturday, and yes, don't go out and be stupid and be impaired and get in trouble with uh, FWC, Sheriff's Department, local law enforcement, or anybody else like that. Just be. Uh, be careful and be safe. Um, for those of you who follow us on our Facebook page, uh, I, a couple of weeks back, what's it been, three weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, where my brother ended up with the uh, mirror lure embedded into his thumb. You saw the pictures. The great adventures, yes. Did you see the picture, Shriner, the uh, embedation? I of, did not. Should I go to your page now and see them? The embedation of the uh, hook. It literally was in a very precarious situation where – Slick, as you know, once you get that hook down and it gets around the bone, it's a little harder to... It ain't, you ain't getting it out with a pair of pliers. Yeah, when he arrived at the, if you did not hear the story, when he arrived at the emergency walk-in-y, clinic you know, urgent care place, the lady's like, yeah, sure, just go in the back, it'll be good. It'll be like, uh, you know, 300 bucks, something like that, get on back there. And so the uh, nurse practitioner walked in, took a look at it, went, uh yeah, you're going to the emergency room, bro. Yeah, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. And he's like, "Are you serious? You're not gonna do it?" And she's like, "I that's that's underneath your bone. There's no way I'm gonna get to get in there and dig around in there. There's no way I can't do that here." So he ends up driving himself down to uh, Bayfront. Goes down there, emergency room, uh, which you know uh, was not bad even during the years of COVID. 
He gets in there, gets in pretty quick. And anyway, long story short, they get it out. They remove it. Everything's all good. And he goes home with the lure. Doesn't want to lose the lure. So uh, last Friday. Obviously can't do that. So this past Monday, Tuesday, what's today? Saturday. So it was Monday, Friday, Friday or something, Monday. He gets the letter. He gets his bill. Guess how much it costs to remove a hook from a grown man's thumb down from uh, Bay Farm. I already know, so I'm not guessing. $1,200? That's that's a good guess. Good guess. What would you think it would cost for uh, something like that? Shriner, you're medically... A uh, million dollars. million is probably closer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just under 4000 bucks. Jesus. Just under four grand for one guy in one room to sit there with a small scalpel and forceps and cut little bits of tissue away until they could get the barb loose enough enough to back it out of there and pull it out. My aunt's a nurse. I got a bottle of whiskey. We'd have done it probably for three bucks, three hundred bucks. Guaranteed. I if he'd uh, come how if he'd have come home if he'd have stayed here at home when I got back from work, we'd have got it out of there. Um, it might have taken a, a couple of shots of uh, my buddy Dean Palmer's silver rum or something, but uh, the problem is. What he was worried about is because the hook went in this way and curved around. There's a picture of it right there. Oh. Yeah, I went all the way down to the... Tell him it's, did you tell him it's supposed to go in the fish and not in your thumb? Yeah, uh, lady fish, you know, they have a tendency to kind of hang there, and then once you grab them, they kind of like do the little flippity-flippity, squirty-squirty thing. And that's you, re- where you realize, though, now this is not going to be a good thing for all lady fish out there with your brother. There'll be a murderous streak going on. Yeah, sure, there'll be some payback. But now my question is this. You would think that living in the state of Florida, especially in Pinellas County, that the hospitals and Where the you're surrounded rooms, by water. Yeah, and, and the emergency clinic care people would be a little more in tune to hook removal. And you're fishing everywhere. I, I mean, it happens more often than you think. I mean, yeah, Slick pointed out, most people, you know, do it the old-fashioned way. You put the string around I mean, for, it, you push down on it, sakes, you pull it they out. have and, rod holders on segways around here. What do you think people are doing? But you can't do that to a 10-year-old or a 8-year-old or a, you know, a 15-year-old. Right. Well, yeah. not without, you know, damaging them psychologically for the rest <laughs> okay, of their Okay, you're lives. talking to a person that at 8 years old had a 4-inch splinter pulled out of his leg with no... Yeah, but that's not fishing. That has nothing to do with the the art and, I, and fun of fishing. I pulled a BB out of my buddy's arm on the back of a bus with a pocket knife, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing the... Uh... I'm not that's, seeing the issue here. Yeah, but that's... We the, grew up on a farm. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I think for a lot of people, you know, a giant hook embedded in there that deep. You know, I'm, you know. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, with y'all growing up like I did on a farm and everything else, I'm shocked that your brother, the first thing your brother well, did do he, was... He's a hey. corpsman. He's a freaking corpsman. <laughs> but the problem is, is the way that that was in. And, uh, the only, I, and I understand he that. He couldn't do it. He couldn't self-remove it without... I mean, he had his two kids with him, and they're screaming. They're freaking out. He's trying to get the, the lady fish okay. off of the it's okay. it's off okay. the hook that it's still on there. And so once he gets that off of there, then he's got to cut the line. He's got to reel in these rods while he's holding on to this other. I think he was just more worried about saving the lure than he was his finger. Uh, well, he saved it. Uh, the guy the, the guy when he cut it, he says, are we keeping this? And he goes, you're damn right. I'm not losing that thing. So uh, You know how much those things cost now? 
That was the other problem is uh, the way it was in at an angle like that, it was a lot tougher to get to where you do the string thing. So the hook went in from inside the thumb down below it to the outside, if you can kind of picture that. So when you do the stringy thing yeah. where you put it around there, it would have to go that way across your thumb. So self-doing it by, by pushing And down. what he means by the string thing is, is imagine the pulling the tooth with the uh, string tied to a door that you slam. No, you, you take a string and I'm you just, put it. That's what I'm joking. Oh, you, you take a string and you put it around the, the, the belly of the hook mm-hmm. as close down as you can get it. And, and you pu- push down on the other where the eye is and get it kind of level. And then you pull it and you kind of back pop. it out that way. I mean, sometimes it's gentle. Sometimes it takes a little prodding. So it, it's a little tougher. But the angle that it was so, at it was so, made it Sometimes tough to do. you have to do the uh, bite down on this, please. Well, and of course, uh, his wife being squeamish was no help. She was like, there's no way I'm, I can pull on that. There's no way I can. Because once he even tried to do it and the skin starts to stretch, she's, you know, that right there is like, uh, no, no, can't do it. No, it's going to come ripping out of there and go in my eye you know, or whatever. So 4000 bucks later, although he got the, he, uh, he talked him down. He was like. Really seriously, you're gonna charge me four grand to remove a hook? This is just insane. This is just you're charging me way, way, way too much. I want to pay cash. I'm not going through insurance. Let's you know, let's just do this the right way. So let's get some cash prizes going on here. Let's get some. <laughs> let's knock them down here, brother. What's that doctor gonna cost me? A dinner at Burns? Okay, what is that? Three hundred bucks? We'll go with that. Uh, you know that kind of thing. You know, do a little tradeo. It's all good. So if you're planning on doing it. Just know in your heart that if you end up down in Bayfront, chances are it's going to be uh, around thirty-five, four grand somewhere around. They got there. a light bill to pay. Apparently, a lot of light bills to yes. pay. Yes. His big thing was, I walk into the walk-in clinic and a lady goes, "Yeah, it's three hundred and something dollars," uh, and then all of a sudden it goes like ten times that. So well, I don't know how it jumped. It's the same procedure. They did it here or did it there. Just one wanted to do it, one didn't. So it is what it is. Uh, a little later on, I'm going to talk to Captain Duvall, hopefully around 9 o'clock, see what's happening in Louisiana. If you did not hear the big story that came out uh, uh, out of New Orleans, not only was there lots of flooding and um, people displaced and all that kind of good stuff, but it seemed to me that the big story that was leading out there was the alligator attack. Was I the only one that was like, dude, that's all you're going to talk about? Mm-hmm. We'll tell you all about when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Slick, and Shriner all hanging out together with the uh, the live listening audience out there. We appreciate you guys tuning in this morning, hanging out with us on this beautiful Saturday Memorial Labor Day, Veterans Day, 
whatever all together weekend. They've all run into such everything. Um, my daughter's birthday, everything's all like one weekend. It's all happening in one Holy weekend. Holy crap, I forgot it is her birthday. Yeah, she turned the big one too, man. She's uh, you know about a couple of years away from driving. <laughs> so anyway, uh, have a great and wonderful weekend. Just be safe, be careful. Don't drink, don't drive, don't drink, don't boat. You know, that kind of good stuff. And just be very, very cognizant of where you are. And remember. Holy crap. Out you on just, the water. You what? just said that, and I just had a very chilling thought go through my head. What? With our little gator expedition that we're trying to put together for all the girls up in Calhoun County. Mm-hmm. That means I'm going to have a 14-year-old, two, well, let me think, Max, no, I don't, wait, Max just, is she 10 or 11? I don't know. So, okay, that means great. I'm going to have a, a boat full of, or... Yeah, a boat with girls aging 14 to 10 or 9. Oh, my Lord. Good luck with that. <sighs> I'm going to be sick that weekend. What have I signed myself up for? I will not be I will not be there in the uh, boat full of screaming And they all pre-teens. love Snapchat and Instagram. and. Oh, gosh. We're going to lose. There'll be limbs lost on that trip. <laughs> Male limbs lost. At least they'll have it captured forever me, on TikTok. Me Kim. and Bill George are going to my- have a... Yeah, this Here's is Here's my be dad great. losing his leg. No. I got a million views. It's awesome. It'll be a boomerang video of the, of the moment I, the gator well, locks down. You know what, though? Actually, I will rescind that statement because I know with his daughter and I know with Mac and my two, when it comes to uh, the hunting side of things. Yeah, they get serious. They flip a switch on and they get a little... Uh, they can get nasty. Yeah, they get the, they get that tunnel vision. They get pretty good. I can definitely speak for the two that I've got that can go into kill mode pretty quick. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, uh, speaking of kill mode, and just before the break, I mentioned that the uh, high waters out in Louisiana coming through there, one of the lead stories that seemed to start off every story this entire week coming out of Slide L was that uh, they were still looking for the guy who had his arm ripped off uh, being attacked by an alligator uh, from the floodwaters of Ida. Uh, search crews are out there with cadaver dogs. As of uh, Thursday, they were still looking for uh, Timothy Satterley, 71. Haven't found him yet. They searched until dark and unfortunately still haven't located him, and there's a high probability that he is deceased. Uh, Yeah. But we can't uh, make that call until we recover a body. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Anybody who's ever messed with alligators for any number of times know that usually things that are out there that long get tucked underneath some log somewhere, and chances of finding it are probably slim to none. So let's just go ahead and go with the assumption that poor Mr. Tim is is gone to the great beyond, and uh, that's I don't know how you can't blame an alligator for doing what alligators do. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, and you made a great. Pretty uh, a great statement during the break about this story before we started talking about it, and frankly, I'm to the point that I'm like kind of over all the with the natural disasters and all that. It's like, oh look, this is mother Mother Nature's getting back. She's getting even because of the. And it's like, really, it's dude? Global warming. So she's mad really? and she's getting back at us. I mean, you got an alligator that does what an alligator does. I mean, that's what God designed it to do. I always look at people that, that, that always <laughs> make that argument and say, the, 
it's the earth paying us back that, uh, you know, this is retribution for how bad we've been and everything else like that. I said, I always say, if it's really that bad and it, and that's it's up to that one Mother Nature individual and how we're only going to be punished, wouldn't she just decide to just do it all at one time and get it over with? Nature's I mean, God's warning label. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, amen, brother. I look at it this way. If I could go and remove all the rats in the barn at one time instead of just, you know, taking one over here with a trap or one over there with a trap and then that one over there with a big, big gun, you know, if you could get them all at once, that way you don't have to worry about it anymore, wouldn't you just go ahead and take that opportunity? And have. So, you know, and this is Mother's Nature's way of telling us we're doing something wrong. Okay. So what were the, what were the New Yorkers doing that were so wrong? I think more people died in New York than actually did in Louisiana. Is that uh, the numbers I, I got this past week were not good for the folks up there in New York. Can you imagine uh, being in a downstairs apartment somewhere down there in lower uh, Manhattan thinking that you got the greatest life in the world and next thing you know there's uh, 18,000 gallons of water uh, you know flooding into your apartment. Well, and, you and you're all out. I mean and my thing is is and it was said on a, another show that I like to listen to during the week that we both like to listen to. Jenny McCarthy? No. Uh that I mean you're on, you're on an island. It's not, you know, it's not a a hard assumption that you have a major storm coming in. It used to be a swamp, by the way. Well, you have a major storm coming in. You're already on an island, and they're already saying, you know, how many inches of water alone that this thing's going to put on the ground. So, yeah, I'm probably that type of person that's going to say, I'm in a low spot. Maybe I should find some they don't higher know. ground. They don't know. They've never been in hurricanes. What was the official numbers it's like? What so in the Northeast, forty people have died, and then only in the South have thirteen people died. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and that's because they've been through it before. Uh, it, well, but it's and it's and it's sad. I mean, it's really it really is a sad. Thing. It's that's it, it. It's sad from it's like the conversation I had this week with my father-in-law. The common sense aspect of life seems to be just slowly or I don't think slowly. I think now it's even in hyperdrive. It's just gone from people. Like I said, you live on an Island, you're already low. You would think, you know, I'm sure pretty much every guy in this room would go, okay, let's see here. Oh yeah. Storm coming in. Oh, uh, 12 to 14 inches of rain. Uh, surf's going to do this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere that's higher than I am. Just, I would have already thought of that before I even got I mean, the apartment. I would have already run through that scenario. Trust me, I've been in, uh, when I was traveling with the, uh, with the Buccaneers for many, many years, anytime they put me over, uh, 13 stories in a hotel or something like that, <laughs> I was already making plans on how I was going to get out of it. I was already... If the fire starts... Fire starts this way or whatever, and that, uh, how many sheets do we have in mm -hmm. here? I got doubles. I can get out of here. I can get down at least uh, 60 feet on each thing of sheets. So it's I'll like, start. What are you weighing right now? <laughs> I'm already... And uh, then, of course, uh, what's that? Uh, the Swiss Hotel? Yeah, Swiss Hotel in uh, Chicago. We were there like on the 70th floor or something, and I was determined that I was just going to sandwich myself between two mattresses and just leap out and just let it flutter and flutter and flutter and flutter. And 
And the reason why is because right next to me, they were building a brand new building construction. There was a giant hole there filled with soft dirt and water. I knew I could make it to that lake. In my, in my mattress sandwich. <laughs> or die trying. Or damn die trying. All right, we're taking a break. This is how survival people think. Uh, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Hour number two is right around the corner. Don't go nowhere. We still have a bunch of stuff to talk about. It gets better. Trust me. It'll be, it'll be fine. All right? Stay right there. We'll be right back.